You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Welcome to the Locked On Hornets podcast. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. Make sure you are following us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Hornets. You can find myself on Twitter at Walker Mail, Doug at Doug Branson NBA, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit LockedOnSports.com to check out all of our podcasts on the NBA, the MLB, NFL, and fantasy sports. No Doug again today, but Nada Edwards back on the mic. So we'll continue our Kevin Knox discussion from the last show. Nada, we'll get his take on him. Uh, he's picking up steam coming to Charlotte here. Uh, Steve Kyler again with that tweet I mentioned in the last show that Charlotte and New York is very high on him. Mitch Kupchak went to his pro day front and center, had the cell phone video out and everything. So taking tabs on Kevin Knox working out there. Um we had Game 3 Wednesday night in the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant was superb. Game 4 tonight with Golden State having a chance to take back-to-back titles in three of the last four. So we'll talk about that later on in the show. Another potential lottery pick working out in Charlotte this weekend. Of course, they went to another pro day as well. Charlotte, very busy. Travel all over the place. So Yeah, we'll, they're kind of active. They got the frequent fly, uh, frequent flyer miles going They do. Right They've now. got a lot of points saved up, and they're using it. And I'm fine with it. That's cool. I think what Mitch Kupchak is doing, showing the due diligence with the head coaching hire, uh, hire, getting a lot of those guys in and out the door, figuring out who he wants to be, the head coach. Now trying to figure out who he wants to be, the next young player with this team. So pretty cool to see that they're really doing a lot of work, to be honest with you, flying all over the place. We'll evaluate what – the workout is this weekend evaluate some of the pro days they've attended later on in the show and some fun stuff mixed in of course along the way so nada all right let's talk kevin knox man i mean the hornets they attended his pro day i mentioned steve kyler's tweet that both the knicks and the hornets were high on him the guy is getting a lot of play around that spot so real quickly six nine Yep. Got a seven foot wingspan. Gotcha. I jump shot. I think it's a fluid jump shot. I mean, I think he's a smooth dude. Not shooting all that well from kind three, of. but no, just thirty four percent. I like the jump shot. I, I'm not going to say that he moves all that well. I'm not going to say he's fluid. Not nearly as much as SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander. But I do like the jump shot. Okay, but again, just thirty four percent. I think it has room to improve, but just thirty four percent from beyond the arc was, however, the highest scoring player for Kentucky. Um, he's, he's got the measurables only 212 pounds, but looks like a guy you can put weight on him. I don't think that would be a problem at all, but there's a lot of questions about Kevin Knox. Not a, I mean, as you know, that the, the questions I have are what's his position at the next level? Cause he's at, at first glance, he's too slow to play the four or at least I'm sorry, too slow to play the three. Yeah. He's too slow to play the three playing the four. He's got to put weight on him. He just has a lot of stuff that I'm not sure he does well. And granted, he's 19. He's not supposed to be doing a lot of stuff well right now. But if you could tell me there's if you could give me one bankable asset in his skill set that we know day one he comes in with, then I would feel a lot better. A guy like Malik Monk, you knew the shooting was going to be his bread and butter coming into the first year. A guy like Dwayne Bacon, you knew he was going to have that mid-range down. He was going to be able to score. This guy, Kevin Knox, I'm not sure what he does well. I think he has enough athleticism at the three to where I'm not I'm not questioning his position like I would, say, a Robert Williams. 
who comes in as a guy who I, I don't I don't know what position he plays to be honest with you. And I mean he's going to be a power forward. Neither do because, I because Neither. he doesn't have I, he just does talk about handles. Robert Williams has zero handles. Kevin Knox has the handles at least enough to play three. I'm with you on the athleticism maybe not quite being there as much laterally. Yeah, but I I think I'm cool with him playing the three. I'm with you on the backup game on, on playing him at the four. Not really. Maybe the offense would be coming from that area of the floor. I'm not as down on Kevin Knox as everyone else is, but I'll tell you what is a little bit scary on Kevin Knox is that nobody seems to be crazy high on him, maybe besides the Knicks and the Hornets, which is fine, but it's not like I'm getting a resounding reaction from Twitter. It seems yeah. like everyone is not happy with him being a real possibility at 11. They I would, would much. Ra- it seems like everybody would much rather go in another direction. I would say this. If you are certain on Kevin Knox, you better be real certain. Like this is not a whole lot of room to play. You no, know, there's not a there's not a lot of room here. You have to be certain. You have to be sure, sure of yourself that something good of this is going to come. He's got to be. I don't want to say Mashburn, but he's got to be good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's not a wow guy. You do you do not watch him play and and leave the game thinking, man, that guy was awesome. Yeah, like even with Robert Williams, who I I don't love at eleven either because. I just don't think that that's the kind of guy you pick at number 11. You leave thinking, okay, that guy can slam the hell out of the ball. He's got crazy wingspan going at 6974 wingspan. We know the defense is there. The yeah. immaturity has been mentioned with him, but again, you you leave that game, you leave watching him play with some wow factor. You leave Shea Gilgis Alexander with some wow factor. You leave all these other guys at least with a good pedigree even, or excuse me, not pedigree with a good resume, I should say. Yes. I mean, you, you leave some of these guys thinking, wow, that would be fun to watch this particular aspect. I'm with you in the fact that if you watch Kevin Knox, I don't think you're leaving anything just being in awe over one particular thing that he does. I don't think it, the other thing, Walker, that bugs me about him, and you're right, Robert Williams might be the only other guy <laughs> That's been rumored to where I would be like, hmm, maybe I'd like Kevin Knox. Yeah. All right. So let's let's play this game. So let's yeah. play this game. Right. So not I'm going to play it. We'll play the name game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mention some prospects that have a realistic opportunity to be there at number 11. And we're going to put them up with Kevin Knox. So I'm going to say Kevin Knox or this guy. And then you give me the name. And as you alluded to, you might just be going with these other prospects more so than Kevin Knox with a lot of them. But I've got a few mentioned. I, I might I might try to test you to put some prospects here to, to make you pick the other one. And we'll see where he falls on your range. And if he's low, then so be it. Yeah. So let, let's go. We'll, we'll start off easy. Uh, Wendell Carter, Kevin Knox. That's Carter all day. Yeah. Carter, I don't think, has a chance to fall down. But if he does, if he does I, I like Carter, too. I like Carter, too. I, I like Wendell Carter. Um, Colin Sexton or Kevin Knox? Ooh, that's Sexton. Sexton. How close are you? Not not close. Not close at all. Not close. I'd probably agree with you. Colin Sexton over Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox or Miles Bridges? This one is closer than you think, but it's Bridges. Like, the only thing <sighs> I would tell you about Miles Bridges, I think we've had too much film to look at him with where we so think we're picking him apart now we are picking him apart and we're overthinking it but at the same time i do like bridges skill set but knox's skill set and potential of what he could be aren't all that different i'm going kevin knox and here's why i'm going kevin knox i think kevin knox can play the three more so than miles bridges can agreed I, and that's where i'm going agreed with it. I, I think that miles bridges just a little heavy set i think the defensive potential is higher 
with Kevin Knox than it is with Miles Bridges. I don't know who Bridges is going to guard. I mean, there's there's some smaller fours maybe, but the defensive ability. I'm going to go Kevin Knox over Miles Bridges. The only reason I would, the only reason I agree with Miles Bridges here more than everywhere else is a guy like Marvin Williams. Yeah. Depending on if Marvin Williams is here come September or October, a guy like Marvin Williams would help a kid like Miles Bridges out so so much going forward. All right, we'll both go agree on this one. I would believe Shea Gilgis Alexander or Kevin Knox. SGA. No, I thought you were high on SGA. I was high on SGA. What happened? I started watching more film. Did something happen this week? It's this this I week. I started watching more film. <laughs> That's what happened. I started watching more rat. film, and this one is a push. Wow, you are you are way down on on. Yes, Shea. I'm down on all the Kentucky Talk, guys. This your year. concerns, not a. My concerns now with Gilgis Alexander only showed up for about a half a season, where. And more importantly, he didn't show up until late last season. And and when he did take over, a guy like Kevin Knox disappeared. And more importantly, those games, and this is the thing with Knox that goes in his favor. When Knox had high usage rates, Knox had games where he had the ball a lot. They won, and they won big. And unfortunately, you can't say the same thing with a Gilgis Alexander where when he had the ball a lot, they won a lot. That wasn't the case necessarily. Shea Gilgis ended up averaging 14.5 points per game, five assists per game, did shoot 40% from three, but it was a guy who didn't take a whole lot. He just took one and a half per game, so making about half per game is what they have listed. I'm high on Shea Gilgis Alexander. That's one we disagree on. I love the fluidity. I love the way that he would pair with Malik Monk. The size is there to be that's, had. That's where I agree. Right. That's absolutely where the I agree. The size is there to be had. It's just something where I'm going to put a lot of into that. And the resume is absolutely short. I mean, it is half yeah. a season. Well, there's You can't disagree with that. The first half of this season, it's not something where you look at that guy and think, man, that guy's going to be an NBA lottery pick. The second half, I agree that it's real short. And maybe that's something that has to do with Calipari finding the right buttons to push. I don't know. But I think you did get to see some aggressiveness with him in the second half. I do think that there was some facilitation, much like Malik Monk, by the way, who I think didn't get enough credit as a passer in college. I think that there were some nice dishes. Or in the had. NBA, by the sure, way. Sure, sure. I agree. I agree. I think there's some nice dishes that Malik Monk is able to be had is able to serve you guys. Um, I think that's the same with Shea Gilgis and the the length, the defensive ceiling for him. I think that's a guy that can put on weight. One thing about the NBA is pretty much outside of a guy like Kevin Durant. I mean, the NBA is going to put weight on you. Yeah. It, the, the, those guys get big and it's impressive to see. I think that can happen with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. So we'll move on. Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith or Kevin Knox? I thought you were going to be going a lot more. It looks like we found a nice balance here. We, so which we one did of those find guys? a nice balance. I'm going Zaire Smith only because if, again, granted, I've said he's 6'2 in shoes, about 6'4. But with that kind of explosiveness, you can't say no to that. There's a ceiling there. There's, there, a, ni- there's a nice ceiling. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, Zaire Smith. Um, man, and that's a little high for Zaire Smith. Too. That is very high. Zaire Smith, the head of Kevin Knox for both of us. It's close for me. It's it's real close for me. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it if they go Kevin Knox over Zaire, but the athleticism makes me fall in love with it just a little bit. Uh, just three more: Lonnie Walker or Kevin Knox. Believe it or not, I'm that down on on Lonnie Walker where I might go Kevin Knox. All right, um, give me Lonnie Walker. I'll take Lonnie Walker in that one. Robert Williams or Kevin Knox. 
Knox. Yeah, it's not close. No, it, it's not close for me either. Like Robert Williams is fun. I get that. I don't I mean to me. You're drafting Robert Williams and feeling great about it later on in this first round because it's a guy that I think can play defense. He can play small ball. But do you just completely neglect offense in this? Because I, I don't think it's going to be a guy that does anything to get his own shot. It's going to be we need to throw it up and lob it for him, and that's going to be fine. And, and it's not Capella. Like Capella's taller. He's longer. He's I I, I don't Capella's think he's about Capella. three different centers in this yeah, draft. Right. Right. None I, of them are Robert Williams. Correct. And I, more importantly, correct. when we start talking about drafting, we got to be talking about drafting for roster fit because there's a lot of guys with big contracts that might not be able to be moved. Sure. Robert Williams doesn't make sense because now you're adding a fifth, possibly a sixth center on this roster when you have all the glaring holes at point guard and went at the wing spot especially if a guy like Jeremy Lamb has to go for salary cap. No, you're right. Robert Williams is a guy you draft at number 11 if you've already got some younger pieces in place. Like if you've been rebuilding for a couple of years and you want to take a chance on Robert to put in there, that's where he fits. Not at number 11 where you're trying to get some bona fide stars with a high offensive ceiling with a defense. I mean, that's Robert Williams at 11 for Charlotte. It's not that I hate the guy. It's It's a luxury pick. It it would be a luxury pick at that spot. So last one here, Nada. I, I know where you're going on this one, but just for the listeners, Michael Porter Jr., if he falls to 11, you take him right. Oh, God, this is such an easy... I don't even think about that. I don't even think about it. The only reason you don't is because his back literally... Because it's he's so like, messed up. Yeah, exactly. He's literally one step away from a wheelchair. That's the only way you do it. Game four on the other side of the break. The Hornets attended more pro days than just Kevin Knox, as we alluded to. Catch it all next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Did he go with Myers Leonard as his first comparison as a big man hitting from the three-point line? Oh, did I say Leonard? I meant uh, Miles Turner. Okay. (laughs) You did. I think you said Miles Leonard. That was on me. Sorry about that. That's a bad mistake. I know when I think shooting big men, Myers Leonard is the first guy that comes to mind. Absolutely. I was thinking Steve Clifford and I might be the same wavelength. Hot shot. Myers Leonard. (laughs) That's, That's his nickname. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Guys, remember the days you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you're... Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free using our special promo code NBA. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code NBA to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks for joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Walker Mail and Nada Edwards here with you. Doug Branson, not here today, will look to be coming back on Monday. And again, that's when we're going to announce our top 30 Charlotte beers of all time. Top 30 Charlotte Hornets of all time. I did a lot of work yesterday on the Hornets of all time. There's going to be some fine tuning that I need to address, but I think I've got my 30. 
You got your 30. I think I've got everybody on the inside that I want there. There's going to be a couple honorable mentions. I I, I feel good about the top 30 that I have. I'm going to have to rank them. I'm still going to have to fine-tune some of these guys, but I think I've got my 30. You know what's funny? I feel like I thought that was going to be the hardest part, and there's a couple that you know aren't in that you can make an argument for, but just with this franchise, it's not the most historic franchise. It's not like you got a ton of great players I feel like everyone's going to agree on the top 30. Like, it, it's weird. It, if, I feel like once you get to 30 no. to 31, am I delusional? Because I just... It's, There's going to be arguments. Maybe maybe there is. It's just funny to see. And, and my argument is that, like, if you have a team like the Lakers or the Celtics, I mean, nobody's going to agree on the ranking. And, and you might not agree on where they're placed. But, like, as far as the 30 goes... To me, it's just like there's there's a drop off with whoever's thirty no, is there, or thirty one. But maybe it's me. Top Probably. thirty will actually work because you're talking about guys that may like again. Where does Anthony Mason rank in all this? Yeah, Anthony Mason is. I don't want to give anything up. Exactly. It. Stop it. Stop but it. the best right. part is that, like you have to come up with your list. Yeah. Doug has to come up with his list, and I get to critique both of them. Absolutely. Have to, <laughs> Absolutely. Mean, you get the good part. You get the fun part. Um, real quick. High noon. By the way. Yeah. High Noon debuted on Monday this week with Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre, and it's a show I've been anticipating probably more than the other recent ones that have come out by a yeah, long get shot. Up especially. Um, yeah, and, and look, and I love Jalen Rose. I, I love all those guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I like Greenberg. Michelle Beadle, I think, is one of the best in the business, and Jalen Rose is about as real as it gets. Love listening to the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. I mean, I've been listening to that podcast as long as really any podcast I've been listening to back, you know, way back in the day, really when it was first launched. And I was excited about that one. Pablo and Bomani, that's a different story, man. I was excited for those guys to get on a show together. The timing, that might have to be worked out. But just like with us, just yeah. like with this show, just like with any new show that's launching, you know, timing is going to have to be an issue. And it's not even that bad. It's just that's like the one thing it's, if it's you were literally looking. literally weird. Um, yeah. And just like with us, right? Like anybody, anybody that's launching a new show, that's, the only, that's going to be the only thing that needs to be worked out. But first week of high noon, man. I mean, well, that, first that's success. Fun fun with those two guys and literally just Bo with his like again the crayfish or the crawfish debate i laugh my ass off on that and and, and by the way Bo, bomani is right about that oh 100 and plus we're from the south right so we're in charlotte we're all exactly. gonna agree with that i i thought the, the funniest thing that i've heard in the past month was when he said when i hear crayfish i said oh crayfish that sounds poorly seasoned <laughs> I, was, exactly. I, was done. I was done i mean that is and pablo couldn't handle it either that guy couldn't get a word out of that one i mean that's that's hilarious and like literally damn right crayfish crayfish ain't seasoned man like if, if you're cooking crayfish which you're not by the way but if you are that thing ain't seasoned at all no it's, it's not it's no. it horribly it like literally it's got like a dash of soy sauce no. and that's it that's no it. salt no pepper bon appetit no, thank you. Crawfish is absolutely the way you go. Crayfish, crawfish, crawdads, if you're starting to be a little bit more in, in towards the, New Orleans. Yeah, 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 absolutely. If you're going to go that way. But no, nah, crawfish over crayfish and just fun stuff like that. Like they're doing a good job of mixing it, which is the balance to any good show. Right. It's intelligence. It's smart stuff. It's also the funny stuff. And I and I, I love Bomani as, as much as really any personality out there, man. I think he's so interesting to listen to. And Pablo, just a brainiac. Fun, fun show for those guys. And you know Bo a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I so know it's Bo, gonna be cool for you I've to see. never met Pablo, but that's one of those things I want to do. And then I know the producer of their show. Yeah. Uh, well, and the camera Alexander. angles, like, they're they're shooting that crazy high resolution. I mean, yeah. it seems like it, at least, just to the naked eye who's somebody who knows nothing about camera work or anything like that. Very differently shot than all it's the It's very shows. differently shot. It's eight different cameras. More importantly, they're doing it at that new uh, studio down in South Street Seaport. 
which I can't wait to go see, actually. Just take a tour of it one of these days. And that's it's like literally state of the art. Yeah. And they're putting everything new down there. And it's going to be one of those studios that we're going to be talking about set the bar when we like 5, 10, 15 years down the line. Yeah, real cool to watch. Real cool to watch. Again, High Noon, Bomani Jones and Pablo Torre. Really interesting. Really cool to watch those two guys go at it. And a lot of the things they're talking about right now, of course, is the NBA Finals. Game four tonight, not a... Golden State took care of game three with just an excellent performance from Kevin Durant. It's why we look, the radio part took over me. It like Venom mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. I, I made this absolute prediction that Steph Curry was going to get this finals MVP and there's nothing that could have happened. And Nada, you gave me a look and you absolutely should have given it to me. Kevin Durant's got the lead now. I mean, yeah. Look, Ke- Kevin Durant, I, I just didn't expect Steph Curry to shoot as badly as he did. I don't, I don't think anybody did, but it just goes to show you like Kevin Durant comes in with a 40 piece crazy efficient crazy efficient from beyond the line goes dagger mode from Steph Curry range by the way Mm -hmm. very similar to what he did in game three last season unbelievable from Kevin Durant Steph Curry Clay Thompson they don't show up Steph Curry is non-existent now Kevin Durant is in the uh, in the lead for the finals MVP race and Golden State looks like they're about to end this thing what looks like in four in four as they should and the big thing about it and we talk about it game two the ball movement was so much crisper when you have the when you have Kevin Durant, that's essentially the guy that decides, okay, I'm going to shoot 50 shots and I'm not going to get you six, seven, eight assists. That's when Golden State normally loses. But when you get that 40 piece and then he's giving you eight assists and the ball's moving and the ball's crisp all around the floor, plus the return of Andre Iguodala, who right. I think was like plus 10 <laughs> yeah. when he was on the floor. Like, Unreal. you have all those factors. There was no way Cleveland was going to win that game. And LeBron sounded envious in his post-game comments about it. Yes. Like, you, you can't. That's what makes Golden State so good is you can have Steph, a two-time MVP, Klay Thompson, one of the best two-way players in the game. Both of them go ice cold, not show up. Draymond get 10. I mean, nobody scored over 11. And Kevin can go for 40 on you, not miss a shot, and you still lose at home. In exactly, the NBA at finals. home. But again, that's what happens when you have the probably the biggest margin forever in sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's unbelievable. Um, They take care of business tonight, right? I hope so. You, I don't, you hope you hope it ends. I hope it ends. If only because I don't want to see this get dragged out. I don't like, I don't like dragging out executions. There's something to be said for that. It's three. Oh, you're probably right. If it's three. Oh, like if it's three, one, it might intrigue you a little bit more, but it's three. Oh, it, Cleveland's it not going back at all because again we just know <laughs> they're just doing this because they wanted to they just didn't want to stop at Vegas on the way back to, for the parade yeah that's I, it yeah I mean Golden State they're they're too good LeBron and company they just it's too much for them to overcome and Kevin Durant certainly in the on the on the uh, leader spot for the Finals MVP after what it was an impressive performance from him in Game Three so we'll talk more about that I guess next week we'll probably be talking about a champion next week on the podcast we'll take one more quick break uh, more workout mentions to come cup has been a busy man traveling to all these pro days. We'll mention the latest next. Walker Mail, Nada Edwards on the Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And that was also a connection of a connection because the new Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, looks like the guy trying to defuse the bomb at the elementary school and die hard with a vengeance, which I thought looked like John Hurd, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's dad. A.K.A. Peter McAllister. I never would have got that. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
You've heard us mention it a little bit throughout the pod. Robert Williams, Texas A&M forward, is coming to work out in Charlotte on Saturday. And the Hornets already witnessed Wendell Carter's workout pro day and workout on his pro day in L.A. So Robert Williams, Wendell Carter, a couple of power forward type guys that Mitch Kupchak has checked out. Again, Kevin Knox, we've talked about quite a bit the last couple of shows, you know, really doing his due diligence, as we like to say, um, throughout this entire draft process, like he did with the coaching hiring that he made with James Borrego after really interviewing quite a bit of guys. Robert Williams, we've made our points on him well-known. Just a guy I don't think gives you the offensive firepower at number 11. Athletic, but again, it's one of those picks that you make at number 11 if you've already got a couple of younger guys in place, and Robert is there to almost be your Draymond Green type, almost be your guy that can defend and switch on a tuple, uh, a couple of fives but even with Draymond like he can't shoot anywhere close like Draymond can no, no so, he, he can't and the skill set's just not there more importantly like we went over before it's a luxury pick it's a guy that if you didn't have this many bigs that you didn't have any idea what to do with if you didn't have a, a again if they didn't trade for Billy Hernan Gomez last year I totally get this pick I totally understand the interest but if you're getting a guy just to say he's talented then maybe you're better off trading the pick yeah and, and at number 11 and number 11, we think there are other guys that are more talented there. I mean, I, even if this guy was a a level above the person that would be there at 12, then okay, but he's not. I mean, no. we, we've got a nice pool of players, I think, that we would choose. If we were to play the name game with Robert Williams, I would imagine he would be listed he would second lose on a lot of them. every single All, one of them. Yeah, he really would. Uh, Wendell Carter would not. If that guy falls, no. Love him, Wendell right? Carter, and Wendell it's Carter big, is the guy that and you just drop right. everything for. Yeah, Wendell Carter, if he decides to fall, and interesting comments from him, by the way, thinks Duke players will be better in the NBA. I completely agree with him. By the way, just too much talent to showcase every individual thing you got in college. And Wendell Carter coming out, if he does fall to Charlotte, I think it would be a fantastic pick, but not going to. Guy's going to be top eight, top seven, something. Again, like that. I just hope like maybe they get desperate and they're like Wendell Carter's the missing piece, and. They move up, possibly trade up for him. Yeah, could be, could be. All right, we'll go to David Walker, who hadn't been on the show. Uh, I believe did we do sneak of the week last week? I was do not believe two, so. No, I don't believe we did. So it was two weeks ago. So we need more David Walker in our lives. We need yeah, to get, we do. We, we need, need to get Doug. So on we that. need more old man takes. Oh, we do. We absolutely need more old man takes. Doug gives it to us despite not being the old man part, but we do need some from David Walker. So we'll go to him now. Sneak of the week. It's David. Walker. What's up, guys? It's David Walker back with another sneak of the week. And this time we got an oldie dressed up like a newbie. We're going back to the classic Air Jordan 4 for the sneak of the week. And this one is done up in a Carolina blue. That's right. Carolina blue, red and white colorway. Now, why would it be done like that, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's the sneak of the week. This is a collaboration Jordan Brand has done with rapper, producer, influencer extraordinaire Travis Scott, who makes Houston home. And he did this shoe up in colors to represent his love of the Houston Oilers. That's right, taking it back to the day of the Houston Oilers. And this is a really good-looking shoe, you guys. It's a classic that it's hard to screw up. And this is a good color combination that they put together here. Now, this is really interesting because a few weeks ago, you may remember the Houston Rockets were playing. Travis Scott was featured prominently at most of those games, most notably standing up in front of Reggie Miller, which we can all appreciate. But he was on the front row, center court, big Rockets fan at all of these games. And unfortunately for Travis Scott and all the Houston Rockets fans, Houston did not make it out of that round. But they did get a big win at home. 
And it was interesting because the next day, LeBron James played a game and he wore this shoe into the game that night. You know, I thought it could have been a little nod to say, hey, I'd rather play the Houston Rockets here. And and who wouldn't when your other choice is playing the Golden State Warriors? More than likely, this was also a nod from the King to the folks involved at Santa Fe High School and all the people in the surrounding Houston area getting through that tragedy. They were also recognized prior to a tip-off of the Houston Rockets playoff game there too. So good on the King and good on Travis Scott and everyone in Houston giving a big shout-out to those folks down there. Now, he did wear this to his game the next night. You can wear this shoe as early as this week. You want to keep your eyes on the Sneakers app. You want to keep your eyes on Nike.com. Check out Footlocker.com to see if a location near you will stock this. You can pick it up in person. Until then, let me know if you see any other cool shoes out there in the playoffs. Maybe Kevin Durant will wear his new shoe before the finals are over. Until next time, I'm David Walker. This is your Sneak of the Week. All right, a big thanks to David Walker. Excellent sneak of the week as always. Again, we need more of him in our life to try to get my shoe game fresh because, again, it's not so much. Like, I've got a couple of Jordan pairs. But as we talked about, Nada, it's expensive to we be We don't a make enough head. money to do this. We don't do that, like man. That. It's not enough. And David Walker, good salesman and a good, a good guy that would be a great person to have on your infomercial for your sneakers. So, again, thanks to David Walker once again for coming on with us. Uh, real quick, before we close up shop, Nada, you got a piece coming out. Nada, you write for Dime, and you have a weekly WNBA piece coming up. Obviously, the WNBA doesn't get a whole lot of love, doesn't get a whole lot of play, but you write why that should change, and you discuss some of the things that are absolutely worth paying attention to. Yeah, a big thing about it is Maya Moore deserves your respect. Again, Maya Moore is probably the greatest basketball, like literally one of the 10 greatest basketball players on the planet right now. And considering what she's accomplished along with Diana Taurasi and a whole lot of other women basketball players, again, the WNBA, especially if you're going to be looking for something worth your time, if you're going to be looking for something to do once these finals are over, and you're tired of draft coverage and baseball just does not pique your interest at all. I highly suggest going to the WNBA. I highly suggest reading this piece because there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. We're going to start talking to some more WNBA players, potentially going to the all-star their all-star game. I do not know where it is yet, but it's going to be an interesting little season. And this is going to be an interesting little piece. It's a little love letter to basketball. Yeah. Give him some respect, man. Go watch basketball this summer. Again, with summer being so slow and everything else, WNBA is raring up. So watch WNBA respect that it's going to be fun to watch. And again, check out Nada's work, putting out some good work on a league you should be paying attention to. So thanks again for listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you get your podcast just search locked on hornets top 30 hornets of all time top 30 charlotte beers of all time again i'm bringing the hornets doug's bringing the beer not as bringing the criticism it'll be a lot of fun next week thanks for listening again we'll talk again next week